Welcome to the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. It's Andrew Zimmel coming to you again, L-I-V-E, live from the couch. want to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please send me proof. Show me proof that you are subscribing, reviewing, and you will can go into the pot to win a Heartland College Sports koozie. That's right. We give out koozies on this show. Help you enjoy your weekend responsibly. Giving out koozies. Show me that you have rated, subscribed, reviewed, wherever you get your podcast. Tag me on Twitter. At Andrew underscore Zimmel on Twitter. That's Z-I-M-M-E-L on Twitter. And I can put you in the pot to win a koozie. So a lot to talk about. Preseason baseball. It's already around the corner. And I would argue that baseball has been the cornerstone of this athletics since forever, right? I remember watching TCU baseball when I barely could put on a glove, and they are looking to get back where they rightfully belong in Omaha. Six players named the preseason team. We will talk about that. But first, got to talk about the hottest team in the Big 12. That is the TCU basketball team, the men's basketball team right now, 16-4 and overall, 5-3 and in conference with a win yesterday against Oklahoma. Now, this is the hottest team in college uh, basketball right now. Number 11 in the country via last Sunday's AP poll, but since then, a 20-plus point win against Oklahoma. I have a sneaking suspicion that we are going to be moving up in those rankings. The Big 12 right now is the best conference in America with six teams in the top 25, including Kansas State and Kansas, two teams that TCU beat last week. Let's go through some of those wins. Number 11, Kansas State last week, 82-68 win. Kansas on Saturday, an 83-60 win over the number two team in the country. TCU is on fire. Now, I talked to you last week about this. I said that if TCU can beat Kansas, then my confidence going forward, remember, play all these teams twice, my confidence going forward with the Horned Frogs would be astronomically larger. And that win on Saturday makes me feel like TCU has a great shot, not a good shot, a great shot, of winning the Big 12. Now, according to ESPN's Bracketology, now it's only January, we're late January, still got the whole month of February, got the Big 12 tournament. According to ESPN Bracketology, TCU is locked in as a four seed, which is right where we want them. Get into the tournament, anything can happen. I always say this, get into the NCAA tournament, anything can happen. And a big reason for that is the crowd. Big shout out to the crowd. That was the second largest TCU basketball crowd ever. Yeah, ever. And I really do think that that has been propelling this uh, team along. That A big win against Oklahoma, I mentioned. I just feel it. I don't know about you guys. I just feel the excitement around TCU athletics. And I think part of that is because of the Fiesta Bowl win and the type of season that TCU football had. But I don't remember it like this, say, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. When TCU was in the Mountain West, you know, winning all those games, Boise State was like the big rival, right? Like, I don't remember it being like this. I don't remember fans coming up to me, talking to me about TCU sports. And even now, right, in the isolated parts of America, there are people who are coming up, talking to me about TCU basketball, TCU baseball. Hey, what do you think Duggan's going to go in the NFL draft? And I really do believe, I really sincerely believe that the excitement around TCU athletics has been a driving force in these teams' success. So the second biggest crowd ever, TCU opened up the game on an 11-0 run, 
against Oklahoma yesterday. They're right now the number four team in the conference, averaging around 77.7 points per game, around 78 points per game. But they're the number one rebounding team. The number one rebounding team in the conference, averaging right around 37 rebounds per game. Now, anybody will tell you that rebounding is all about effort. That's right. All about effort. And this TCU team shows nothing but tenacity on the boards. Big reason for that, of course, is the seven-footer down low, Eddie Lampkin Jr., who did not play yesterday against Oklahoma, and we still was were able to win the rebounding battle uh, thanks to Emmanuel Miller, his six rebounds last night. So it's all about effort with this team. And the results are starting to reflect that, right? This is not the best defensive team in the conference. This probably isn't going to be the highest scoring team in the conference when all, everything's said and done. Kansas has scores. Kansas State has better scores, I think, when on a night-to-night basis. But defensively, right, rebounding-wise, jumping on the floor for loose balls, right, forcing unforceable turnovers, right, you, those things that you just put pressure on a team and they start to collapse, they start folding, those are the things that TCU has. They also have some upperclassmen, something that I think in college basketball in 2023, you like to have. You like to have that. The reason that Gonzaga has had the type of uh, success that they've had, right, that's the first one that comes to mind because they are not a blue blood school. They're not a Duke. They're not a UNC. They're not a Kansas, right? The reason that Gonzaga has always been and continues to be a really good team is because they get guys to come in as freshmen, maybe redshirt a year, maybe not play, ride the bench. Sophomore, you get a little bit more playing time. Then they have juniors and seniors who are making these huge, impactful plays. Now, recently, as of late, you've seen that kind of changing a little bit. You've seen guys go to the league one year, two years out of Gonzaga. And the success, maybe it starts falling off a little bit. Because it, it, you need to have a factory of guys. You, If Kansas is going to go get the best players in the country or one of some of the best players in the country, they're going to rotate out. It's hard to build a culture with that. But I'll tell you what this TCU team has, leadership and upperclassmen. I think that's a big reason that uh, head coach Dixon is doing what he's doing. Maybe it's because he played here. Maybe that's part of it. All right, another player. You already know about this guy, but I do want to highlight it. Mike Miles Jr., currently ranked second in the conference with points per game, 19 uh, points per game. He had a 15.4 assist outing against Kansas and 23 points on Wednesday night against Oklahoma. So that give, keep that in mind. This is the other thing that I noticed about TCU basketball so far is that the best players on the other team, they're going to have good nights. You're not going to have a night where the best player on the other team struggles for the most part, right? For the most part, what you're going to get from a TCU basketball game is is the player that ESPN throws up there, the player that Fox throws up there and says, this is the leading scorer in the conference, or this is the leading scorer on the team. Odds are that player is going to have a good night. Odds are that player, if you're a gambler at home, that player is going to hit their overs. They're going to hit whatever mark they need to be hitting. Because, And this is why I'm taking this. Because Kansas, uh, Jalen Wilson, he had 30 points in that Kansas law, or the Kansas win that TCU had on Saturday. Okay, I was keeping track of it. I think his over-under was set for like 27.5 points. Pretty sure that's what it was coming in, one of those prop bets you can get. Pretty sure it was 27.5, so we hit the over on that. 30 points. You think to yourself, all right, coming into the game, Wilson has 30 points, Kansas might get a 10-point win, 5-point win. Opposite happened. Nobody else on the team scored more than 10, and that's what this defense is doing, okay? That's what Dixon's defense is doing. Let the great, Let the good player, let the great player have their points. 
We saw this happen a lot in the NBA. It's not, not so much anymore because everybody can score the basketball. But a long time ago, somebody told me that if Kobe wants to have 50, 60, 70 points, let him. we got to make sure that the rest of the guys don't do anything. Wilson wants to have 30 points. Okay, so The best player on the other team wants to have 30 points, 40-point night. Let him. Like, let that be the highlight that ESPN starts with. Let that be the highlight that TikTok and Twitter start with. But show the final score at the end, and TC is going to win the game. That's something I've been uh, keeping track of here. Saturday, this is your pregame for Saturday, okay? Because TCU plays another one of those Big 12 SEC middle-of-the-season showdowns, but they got a pretty good opponent, right? And not good opponent meaning that they're facing off against Auburn, you know? They're not facing off against Alabama. They're facing off against Mississippi State, which their record 12-7. and You look at that, you go, okay, not terrible, not terrible. A 1-6 and in the SEC. Now, I mentioned earlier, Big 12 right now is the premier conference for basketball when you talk about the amount of teams ranked in the top 25. The SEC is probably number two. Big 10, big fall-off. Huge fall-off here for the Big 10. The, that entire conference is just uh, cannibalizing itself. Teams that are ranked high, Purdue right now, I think is the number one team in the country. I would not be shocked if Purdue has multiple conference losses come uh, March. Let Shoot, come February, they might have multiple conference losses. Um, and we're talking like close to double digit conference losses. They play Mississippi State, led by Toulouse Smith for uh, Mississippi. 13.7 points per game, so 14 points per game, and averaging around eight rebounds. The senior four listed at 6'11. So we need Lampkin back in the middle of the paint. I haven't gotten an update on why he did not play against Oklahoma. So we'll see if he's good to go for Saturday. Uh, 6'11", hasn't taken a three all season long. This is the thing that I'm, taking, I'm also taking notice of, is the amount of teams that are not shooting threes well against TCU or not shooting threes at all. TCU's three-point percentage continues to hover right around 40%, which is what you want out of your college basketball team. If you're making 40% of your shots, 37% of your shots for behind the arc, you're going to win a ton of basketball games in uh, college basketball. Hasn't taken a three all season, shooting around 35% for the last month. So, then the leading scorer for the other team can't hit the broad side of the barn. I feel very confident. Right now, TCU is predicted to win, but you look at that ESPN predictor any given week, any given day, and it's all over the place. You can't get a real good reading. And granted, we're recording this podcast about three days out from that game, so things might change. You might see Lampkin not play. TCU, of course, would have a less of percent chance to win. Say, Tallulah doesn't play. That's going to change, too you know, towards the Horned Frogs. So, again, we're talking about this game on Saturday. Mississippi State has not been good. They've lost, I think, four of their last six games. This is a team, even if the game, even with the game being in Starksville, I do not feel super confident about the Bulldogs uh, in this game against TCU. I would say TCU not only wins this game, but covers whatever spread you can find them at. That, that's how confident I feel. TCU, last thing I want to mention, the Horned Frogs, currently the number four team in the West, in the ESPN Bracketology. The West, going to be a pretty good uh, section again this year. I think every single year, the West always feels like one of the better sections when it comes to uh, the NCAA tournament. Right now, the four, I believe, they. I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to say it. I don't know who they'll be playing right now. But four seed currently on ESPN Bracketology. All right, let's talk about preseason baseball. Can't talk about this early enough with the first game coming up uh, 
on February 17th. If you're in town, it's going to be at Globe Life Field against number 10 Vanderbilt in the preseason poll. So, so earlier today, the Big 12 announced their uh, preseason conference team. TCU had a league-high six athletes named with recognition upon the votes of conference coaches, yada, yada, yada. It was uh, Brayden Taylor who was selected as the Big 12 preseason player of the year, while Anthony Silva was selected as the preseason freshman of the year. If you remember Taylor from last year, if that's the name that rings a bell for you, it makes sense. A junior, he was the top returning hitter. He batted 314, 28 extra base hits, drove in 50 RBIs last year. He's a two-time all-conference performer. He's a career 319 hitter with 25 career home runs and 103 RBIs. So, drove in almost half his RBIs last season for a TCU team that was good, not great. 38 and 12 with a 15 and 9 loss to end the season to Texas A&M in the NCAA Regional. So, I would like to say as a TCU lifelong baseball fan that the chip on my shoulder is probably as big as it's been in the last couple of years. Because losing the way that they did at the end of the season, I understand the pitching kind of started to fall apart towards the end. You gotta, you can't lose to Texas a now. Lose to any other team. Lose to any other team in the country. Do not lose to a team that's in Texas. That, that That's where my, my head's at with that. I'm trying to put as much of it in the back, in the rearview mirror as I can. But I'm just bringing this up now. That this was something that I was not entirely thrilled by as uh, somebody who has a brother that goes to Texas A&M who was at that game rooting for the Aggies. All right. Taylor was also joined in the preseason uh, team by Elijah Nuez, pitcher Luke Savage, Garrett Wright, and West Virginia transfer Austin Davis. He was selected as an outfielder. So TCU ranks as high as 14 in the preseason polls and opens up their 2023 season in the Higabottom College Baseball Showdown at Globe Life Field against number 10, Vanderbilt. That game, I think, will be an afternoon game. Again, if you can make it out to that, you should, because I like uh, TCU baseball. I like kind of seeing the trajectory of that team. I want to talk a little bit more about Anthony Silva, though. I want to talk about him because I I think I recognize the name, okay? So he played, uh, he's a freshman from San Antonio, played his baseball in San Antonio. He's ranked number 74 overall in the nation by perfect game. And number 14 prospect in the state of Texas, Baseball America tabbed him as the best high school defensive player in the country, and he uh, was invited to participate in the 2022 MLB Draft Combine. So the reason that I think I recognize that name, as somebody who played high school baseball around the San Antonio area, and somebody who continues to keep up with baseball in San Antonio, that name rings a bell. He played his high school baseball, earned four varsity letters at Clark High School. And, uh, you know, a lot of these bigger schools, 6A, 5A schools, you have to be a one-sport athlete. You can't be a multi-sport athlete. It's almost impossible in a lot of times to get on to multiple teams because there are so many guys in 2023, well, whatever, 2022, whatever you want to say, right? In this era of high school athletics, of amateur athletics, especially in high school sports, a lot of guys are becoming very specialized. You know this. Very specialized in one or two sports. So to be a four-letter athlete at a high school like Clark, again, I'm telling you, if you don't know the San Antonio area, I'm letting you know, Clark High School is nothing to turn your nose up at. This is a solid school. Unanimous first-team all-district as a junior and a senior. Again, he was ranked by Perfect Game. Do we like Perfect Game? Are you into Perfect Game? 
I'm not entirely as high on Perfect Game as other people are. I think that there is a little bit of a pay-to-play aspect of it. Okay, that's just me. That's just me saying, just talking. I'm not entirely in love with Perfect Game. Now, they do have pretty good ratings, and they do do a relatively good job of kind of ranking these prospects. But if you're a parent at home thinking about, oh, I want my kid to go play at TCU, I got to go sign him up for this. Got to spend thousands of dollars to go to some of these lessons, these private lessons. I'm letting you know right now, you don't need to. That That's not a waste of money, but it's probably not the best way to spend money uh, for you or for your kid. Back to Anthony, back to Sylvia. All right, so in high school, appeared in 104 career games, batted 407, 86 RBIs, was in National Honor Society. That They wanted me to let you know that. He was in National Honor Society as well. So very high on this TCU baseball program, very high on this TCU baseball team. I want them to do better than they did last year. Uh, the final record, 38-22, and 22, that's not something I'm super concerned about. It's the way that they lost at the end of the season. Now, the best teams in the conference, of course, still reside in Texas, I would be, now I'm not super concerned, but I'm just letting you know that the University of Texas, they think that they're going to run this conference. I'm telling you today in January, that's not going to happen. So we got a lot to talk about as we continue. TCU basketball, Saturday, Mississippi State on the road in Starksville. TCU by 100. I'm calling it now. Thank you guys for listening to the Hypnotoad podcast on the Heartland College Sports podcast network now please subscribe rate review the podcast that's how we continue to grow that's how we continue to build the brand show me proof send me a screenshot twitter at andrew underscore zimmel you can dm me you can tag me in the post i will see it i will get you your koozie let's make that happen let's get you guys some some koozies so you can appreciate you can enjoy tcu athletics the way that they're meant to be with a heartland college sports koozie that's gonna do it for me Tune in next week when we talk about a big win against Mississippi State and, of course, all the other news and notes in TCU athletics and in the world of Hypnotoad Nation. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening.